This is a Hog Sports Network podcast. You're listening to The Game Changers, a podcast that highlights the success of female athletes across Northwest Arkansas and beyond. Here's your host, Ethan Westerman of the Hog Sports Network. Everyone, welcome into the Game Changers podcast. Today is Friday, September 8th. I'm your host, Ethan Westerman, and I want to thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed these so far. Uh, In case you're new here, this is a place where each week we highlight athletes, coaches, and others involved with all the different women's sports teams at the University of Arkansas. And while two weeks ago I chatted up with Courtney Diefold, and last week I talked with head volleyball coach Jason Watson, and today we're going to keep that head hog theme rolling on. Uh, Here in a minute, I'm going to bring on women's golf coach Shauna Taylor to talk about her team and a really big weekend that they had this past week. And uh, well, each week we start off with a little rundown of everything women's sports that's happened since we last talked. So we're going to start with the volleyball team, which has ascended to number 17 ranking, which is the program's highest since 1999. Uh, Last time we talked, they'd just been defeated two days in a row by top ranked Wisconsin. You may have been like me and wondered how they were going to respond from that. And they hosted the Pig Invitational and they got everything they wanted from Colorado State, but they won that one in five sets. That was a really good Colorado State team they faced. Um, and then on Sunday, they swept Michigan and improved to four and two on the year. So they're playing in an Invitational in Bowling Green, Kentucky this weekend. Uh, starting today, actually, they'll have a doubleheader against uh, the College of Charleston at 1 p.m., then Western Kentucky at 7 p.m. And that's a big game against Western Kentucky. They were ranked number 22 last week, but dropped out. Um, They're still really high um, receiving votes to be ranked. But they'll finish up that Invitational Saturday against Troy. Um, The soccer team, it traveled to number four North Carolina on Sunday and lost that game three to one, but actually went up a spot in the rankings afterwards to number number seven. Then they had another top 10 battle on the road against an ACC team. Uh, They played number nine Clemson last night, but lost that game. One nothing and fell to three, two and one on the year. Some other news in women's sports: the women's basketball SEC schedule was revealed this week, so now you can start fully marking off those calendars. Um, some things that stand out from it: they play at Kentucky to start things off, and that might be in Rupp Arena. It's all dependent on the gymnastics schedule for Kentucky. They are uh, renovating Memorial Coliseum, which is where they usually play, so they're having to. Um, play all their women's basketball games in Rep Arena unless there's a gymnastics conflict, which that schedule has not come out. If that's the case, they'll play on another university's campus, a much smaller gym. Um, And a a few other notes, they have a week to prepare for LSU this year, which that's big. That's the defending national champs, and they get some rest before playing them. And then they have senior day at home against South Carolina. So it should be an exciting season. And then, like I said last week, women's cross country and golf had each gotten underway by the time we'd started recording this show. And uh, both of those teams had a really strong performance. Cross country went to Stillwater for the Cowboy preview, and they finished first out of six teams. They won by a pretty large margin over second place Oklahoma State. And then women's golf went out to Pebble Beach, California and competed in the Carmel Cup against a very strong field of competition. Um, The Razorbacks placed second in the event, shooting a 14 under par and lost only to top-ranked Stanford. So there were a handful of teams ranked higher than the Razorbacks, who were preseason number 27, um, who finished worse than Arkansas, including fourth-ranked Texas A&M. So it was a really big week for the Razorbacks. Uh, Freshman Maria Jose Marin had an exceptional debut. She shot 11-under to pace the Razorbacks, and she had the second-best individual score of the whole event. Well, after the break, We'll uh, talk a little bit more about that big weekend with women's golf coach Shauna Taylor, who is our guest on today's episode of the Game Changers podcast. 
Stay on top of all Arkansas Razorback sports with a Digital Plus subscription on the Hogs Illustrated app. Get complete Razorbacks coverage in one location. Your subscription gives you 20-plus issues of Hogs Illustrated magazine, the most unique and compelling coverage anywhere in the state, plus total access to all the content on wholehogsports.com, including breaking news, commentaries, analysis, features, recruiting, award-winning photos, and premium message boards. Subscriptions start at just $17 per month. Join the Hog Sports Network team at subscribe.waco.com. That's subscribe.wehco.com. Or call 479-684-5509 to get your front row seat to Arkansas Razorback Sports. Go Hogs! I'm very pleased today to be joined by Arkansas women's golf coach Shauna Taylor. Uh, I know you probably stay pretty busy, so thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your day to, you know, to do this. It's a pleasure to have you on. Well, thanks so much. It's always fun to be able to talk about Arkansas women's golf, and I appreciate you having me. Well, it's a great time to talk about Arkansas women's golf (laughs) because y'all just got back from Pebble Beach. And um, from what it seems like, it was probably a pretty exciting trip for you guys. Will you talk a little bit about what happened out there? Yeah, so it's always, uh, you know, you think of iconic golf courses, and uh, automatically what pops in my mind is Pebble Beach. So to be able to start our season there at the Carmel cup, um, has been tremendous, uh, to be able to take our team and to play Pebble beach four days in a row, um, is something super special. So, you know, we hopped on a plane, we headed West and, uh, we had an amazing group. It was a tournament where we take six players and count five scores, which is a little unusual. We usually are a five uh, player count four score sport. Um, so it gives us an opportunity to take an extra, player. So uh, we had a, a great group, um, Maria, Jose, Miriam, Kajal, Reagan, Ella, and Julia. Um, a lot of veterans. We call them the, the three senior citizens of uh, Julia and, and Ella and Kajal. Um, we're just such great leaders that, you know, this past week, and um, I was really pleased to be in contention come the last round. Uh, last season wasn't our best. We had a lot of growing pains and to be able to start our season you know, finishing second, a few back of uh, number one Stanford um, says a lot about, I think, what our season is going to look like and the journey we have ahead. So Pebble Beach is a place that you don't even have to watch golf to know that's that's golf right there. So like you said, you got to you got to count a lot of scores. You have a freshman like Maria who you're bringing in. What was that like, you know, for that to be just right off the gate school you're starting for that to kind of be what you get your season started with? Yeah, so it's it's tough. You know, you start school on, I think, August 22nd. We hop on a plane on August 30th. Um, so a, a player like Maria coming from Cali, Columbia, um, getting her transition quickly and then, you know, throwing her in the fire with a, a collegiate tournament, you know, seven or eight days into being in Fayetteville. It has its challenges, but she is such an elite player that I knew – Uh, More than anything, I would just walk a lot with her, get to know her game a lot. I mean, I'd only seen her practice for five or six days, um, you know, much like the others on the team, too. So to to be able to to be with her and to kind of watch her game and to know what, you know, we have to look forward to this year and also with our team to kind of see where we're coming off of the summer. I mean, it's it's crazy to think that you have five or six days with your team and then you throw them into a competition like, oh, my God, I hope it works out this this week. So we tried to be as efficient as we could. but also going to Pebble just creates this, this gratefulness that comes with competing. And it's such a, an amazing place. And yeah, you know, kind of your perspective, if you hit a bad golf shot, you just look into the Pacific ocean and go, thank God, this is incredible that, you know, I get this opportunity. So it's, it's a really a special start to the year. And 
um, yeah, it was quick, but uh, really awesome to be able to do that with our team. So Maria's not the first international <laughs> recruit you've had by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> um, I'm just curious, how does how do those conversations work when I, to get somebody to buy into wanting to move to Fayetteville, Arkansas, and be a part of your program? We're super lucky. I, probably most people know golf is a very global sport. I mean, it's very international. It's you have players from all over the world that are um, on the leaderboards of all the tours every week. And uh, we've just recognized through um, our past experiences when you have a player like a Gabby Lopez, who is now a, a, a three-time tour winner on the LPGA, come to school here and have an incredible experience. She tells her story and, you know, other Latinas and, and people from South America hear about it and they want to be like her. And so we're lucky to have had people like Gabby Lopez and Maria Fossey come through here and have incredible careers. And they've basically helped open the doors to um, our connections um, in recruiting um, in South America. So I, I jumped on a plane a couple of years ago to Cali, Colombia. Um, it's important for me to go, go to those places and culturally see, you know, where Maria's from and what that looks like so that I can build a strong relationship with her. And I went there for four or five days, Mike and I did my assistant and uh, spent some time watching her compete and doing a home visit. And um, I think uh, she just, her parents felt like we would take really good care of her. And we have a lot of experience with, you know, young ladies from her neck of the woods. And um, it just creates a, a family of comfort knowing that they can drop their kid off in Fayetteville from Cali, Columbia, and we'll take good care of her. Well, if somebody commits to play for Arkansas, they know they're going to be playing on the Blessings course quite often. Um, and, you know, that's really the next big thing coming up is that Blessings Collegiate Invitational. Will you talk about that event? I know it's grown since it first started, and it's really a big deal every year whenever it comes up. It is. It's rare that we, um, as college golf, we get to play at home. Um, so we were lucky a few years ago, Mr. Tyson had a vision to create a college golf event that would have both our men's team and our women's team. And we would, you know, kind of get other teams, you know, your Kentucky has their men's and the women's team come. We have, um, you know, South Carolina, their men's and the women's team come. So to have that vision and to want to put it on television um, has been incredible for us and our programs. Not only is it good competition, but it's a great way for us to showcase our home um, on television for three straight days live coverage on the golf channel and, and just let people know how special Northwest Arkansas is and let them see um, how awesome Razorback nation is. For those who haven't watched the blessings uh, invitational or been on the course, what's, what's some things about that course that's kind of unique from other courses you might play on. Um, I always say you can't fake it to make it out there. So you gotta, you gotta be on point. You have to have a very solid game plan. Um, it's not a golf course where, um, if you miss it, it can just kind of roll up on the front of the green. It's very penalizing for poor decisions and poor golf shots. So it's a lot of mapping out your strategy. Um, it's getting comfortable. Our greens are really big and slopey. So, you know, getting accustomed to um, what that's like. Um, so as we get our new kids like a Maria um, into the mix and Abby um, to get them on the golf course as many times as we can to get reps out there because it's definitely a golf course. It's hard to get on the first time. So um, it's always in pristine shape. Um, we are just very blessed to to have our our home of Razorback Golf out here at Blessings. And then to be able to have a, a nationally televised college event on TV is uh, it's just a home run. It's awesome. Well, let's take it back a little bit and let's talk about your path to get to being at first just at Arkansas and then to being head coach. Will you walk us through kind of that journey for you? 
Yeah, so I grew up in South Carolina, um, played junior golf. I was a pretty good junior golfer. I was blessed to get a scholarship to play golf at the University of Georgia, um, where I, my vision and my sight was solely to play professional golf. I was going to school, obviously, to play college golf, but to, you know, create experiences that would prepare me for the tour. Um, I had a great college career. I was a four-time All-American, a very good player. Um, I just knew that, you know, the LPGA Tour is my next stop. Um, so I turned professional right after I graduated from Georgia. And um, I played for about a year, uh, went on a mission trip, came back from from there and I wasn't feeling very good. Um, and I uh, got diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis. Um, and I had kind of played around with, you know, potentially getting into coaching. I wasn't playing good. I wasn't feeling very good. Um, and luckily my assistant coach at Georgia was, had gotten the head job here at Arkansas. And um, it's funny how relationships can build bridges to the next steps of your life. And I was very fortunate that Kelly Hester um, was my coach at Georgia and believed in me and and brought me to Arkansas kind of as a part-time assistant. And I was still going to try and play. And then I got diagnosed with RA. So I was like, well, crap, I, it's not going to be possible really for me to play at an elite level and have rheumatoid, um, which is basically a an autoimmune disease that impacts the joints. So golf is um, obviously takes a lot of wear and tear on your joints. So I had turned the page. I thought I'd be here for about a minute. Um, I was like, I'm a, I'm a East coast kid, you know, want to be around my family. And um, I, I made it to Arkansas. I helped Kelly and um, we were not very good, um, probably bottom of the barrel in the SEC. And our goal was just to kind of take baby steps to climb the rankings of, you know, to build our team up, to create a legacy for Arkansas golf. And five years in, uh, we were at camp one day. I was in a given bunker lesson. She goes, oh my gosh, the Georgia coach got fired or let go. Um, so I knew immediately in my head, I was like, well, Kelly's going to go to Georgia. She'd done such an incredible job here taking over the program. So I was like, oh my goodness, I wonder what that means for me. Um, so she went on an interview. She ended up getting the Georgia job. Um, at the time, Bev Lewis was our athletic director, um, called me and was like, hey, Sean, I want you to hold down the fort and, you know, keep everything going while we do a national search. And I was like, okay, that's, you know, kind of stinky for me, but well, hopefully I'll either go to Georgia or maybe get an opportunity here. And um, a couple of days later, she called me in and was asking me a lot of questions. And I, I knew at that moment that, um, it was probably an interview and I didn't know it was an interview. So uh, at the end, she said, well, I've done my research. I, there's nobody else that I could imagine running our program. And I'd love to offer you the head women's coaching job here at Arkansas. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. Uh, I didn't even ask how much it paid. I didn't care. I was just so grateful to finally get my shot at being a head coach. I knew I felt like I was ready and I knew this place and I love this place so much that I was, you know, really blessed that she um, had faith in me to take over um, and kind of the rest is history. Um, just, you know, been here going on my 22nd season. Um, so it's been an absolute blessing in my life. I know rheumatoid stinks, but I feel like I'm living my purpose um, through being able to coach and lead young women um, here um, through the game that I love. And uh, yeah, it's just been, I've been so blessed and lucky to, you know, college coaching has its ups and downs for sure. And to be someplace for this long um, truly has been um, one of the greatest things in my life. And I met my husband here. We've had our, our little girl, Grace, she's seven now. Um, so we've really built roots here and um, it's been, it's been awesome.
So I'm sure that that diagnosis was at the time just a major setback, a huge blow, and you wouldn't have ever imagined, you know, I don't know how many years later, just getting a head college job at Arkansas. What would you tell people who who might just like run into some sort of setback, whether it be an athlete or just somebody, you know, in their job or something about like, I guess, just perseverance through that? You know, there's kind of the old cliche, a setback it sets you up for a comeback. And I think um, specifically for me, yeah, for, it was probably a month or two that I was just really down and thought the world was ending, that I wasn't going to be able to fulfill my dream of of playing uh, the LPGA Tour. Um, but then I recognized that um, I had a tremendous opportunity in front of me and um, what a blessing it was to have Kelly Hester like, hey, Shauna, come work for me. Um, let's 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 make this happen. And and turn Arkansas women's golf around. And, um, I, you know, it's just funny. It's like relationships and how your roads and paths cross with people. And, um, it was just the right time. It's funny how maybe, maybe God just puts things on you for an opportunity to kind of close one door and open another incredible um, step in, in my journey. And, um, yeah, it's just, you never know when another door might open. And, and that's what happened with me. And, I had chances to go and be assistants at other places. And, you know, I interviewed for some smaller school head jobs and I, I never, I never took them or never went uh, or never got them. Um, and I kept staying at Arkansas. And it's just funny how like the puzzle pieces fell together. And um, I've been just so blessed and fortunate to kind of, even though rheumatoid stinks, it's been a, a great blessing in my life too. So you talked a little bit about how you just never know where relationships and your network will take you. I'm sure it's pretty cool now to take a step back uh, with the career you've had here at Arkansas and see so many of your former athletes just dotted across professional circuits. And I mean, there's even the in the summer, the AJGA, I think the Stacey Lewis classic here. Just what's it been like to see that network of women that you have gotten to have such an influence on? branch out and kind of do their own thing and have success. I always say I'm a mother to Grace and I'm a seven-year-old, but I'm a mother to, I feel like a mom to a lot of, of our players that have come through our program. And, you know, I've been so lucky to have incredible people like Stacy Lewis, who um, absolutely loved her experience here and, and has just a heart for giving back. And um, that, you know, that's one of the things she's passionate about is giving back and growing the game. And, you know, came up with the idea, let's, let's do it here at Arkansas. So she hosted an event in the summer that we, you know, kind of helps us with recruiting, but also, you know, helps grow the game in our state. Um, but yeah, it's, we have um, young women that are, you know, leading companies and working in corporate America, but we also have, you know, tour players, we have um, incredible women that have come through here and it just makes me proud. It's not about the trophies for me. It's about creating um, a, an opportunity to make a difference in someone's life through the game of golf. And it's been a really amazing recipe um, for us that we've taken that approach. I mean, obviously, I want to win more than anybody, but to watch um, one of my former players, you know, take the rise in corporate America and become a vice president, I get just as much joy out of that as I do holding a trophy. So, you know, it's when you come to Arkansas, it's about more than a golfer. And we really try and um, instill that in our players each and every day. And I think it's just been a great um, recipe for, for our girls to be successful after, after life here on campus. I've noticed that a lot of the coaches at Arkansas, there's just like a, I'm not sure it's seen in a ton of other places, the level of camaraderie there is just across the board. I know whenever Courtney Dyfel became the winningest Arkansas coach, uh, 
there were a lot of coaches who left a message for her just congratulating her. And you were kind of, I think, the the one that bookended it just because it seems like y'all maybe have a special relationship. Will you talk about your relationship with her and maybe some other coaches? Yeah, so I was here um, when Courtney interviewed. So her and I went to lunch and she was pregnant at the time. And I was a, a, a new mom myself. So immediately we had a bond. I knew that she would make a great hire here. Um, we kind of share a lot of the same philosophies um, about leading our team. And um, yeah, her and I have just, we we kind of sit in the same place. I mean, it's it's hard juggling being a wife, a mom, um, a leader, a coach, um, a daughter. Um, so we wear a, a lot of the same hats. So we get to have some some time together where we're like, what are you doing with this? Or how are you managing it? And just through that, we went, you know, two weeks ago, we all of our family went to dinner together, took our kids um, just so that we, our husbands are friends. Um, so it's just been awesome to have, you know, my peers like Courtney um, to have friendships with, um, to kind of bounce ideas off of. Um, how are you handling, you know, work-life balance right now? It's, you know, I'm in season. We have kids that are starting activities and doing those things. And then we've also made an effort. Uh, Jordan's been an amazing um, addition to our head coaching uh, staff. And um, it's been fun. We kind of do a girl's lunch once a month or once every other month. It's just trying to figure out, you know, are we doing this right or bouncing ideas? I mean, it's what a, what a great to have Jordan Weber on our staff. I mean, an Olympian that's incredible. And I'm always picking her brain about how did you do this or what did you do? I mean, she's uh, been awesome. So our friendships are, are run really deep on our staff. Um, you know, it's, we'll coach, you know, to, Pittman and I will text each other. I mean, it's just, we have friendships and Hunter's done an incredible job of building relationships and he truly does live out the one Razorback um, that he, you know, that we talk about through everything that we do here. And um, he really bleeds that into us as coaches and he together we're better than separately. And um, it's been an awesome, I've been here a long time. So I've seen it done a lot of different ways. And this is by far, the most connected group of coaches that I've been uh, been around. Only a couple more questions for me. Yeah. Uh, so I've heard that you're pretty involved in elementary schools around here. Um, I'm sure maybe being a mother impacts that um, just desire. But will you talk about what what you do in the schools and kind of how that got started? So I have always have a lot of good ideas, but I usually don't live them out very well because I'm pretty busy. Um, but COVID was an incredible timeout for me, like a good reset. Um, I don't know if I've ever had that much time off in my life. Um, you know, you do this as a head coach and you you are all over the place with traveling and recruiting and competitions and stuff. So it was a, a great couple of months where um, I recognized on my team, 18 to 22 year olds, by the time they get to me, their self-belief system is kind of in place. For me to rewire that and change that, it's pretty difficult to do. But we do some things on our team to really try and build our kids' confidence. And I have a seven-year-old, so I want I wanted her to start knowing what confidence was at a younger age. So we started a couple years ago um, just doing I am statements in the mirror, talking about what it means to believe in yourself. So I literally woke up one night and I was like, I'm going to do something for kids in our community. I love this place. I want to make a difference. So I came up with this idea called Choose Confidence, um, and it's basically kind of my little way that I've done with my team here um, that I've wanted to do it for kids. So I pitched the idea to a group called Outlier that runs the LPGA event, and they're like, we're looking for a community engagement project. This sounds awesome. 
So I met with Procter and Gamble and um, I created confidence kits for kids. Um, and they asked me if I could figure out a way to get it into the school system. So basically I created a, a theme for each month um, and uh, the confidence kits kind of match it. So for example, October is Halloween. So we talk about superhero posture, standing tall, looking people in the eye. Um, November is about Thanksgiving and, and being thankful. So we, we talk about that. And in the kits, we have a gratitude jar where we teach the kids to talk about things they're thankful for. January is journaling January. We teach kids how to journal and write their feelings. So it's been amazing. Um, I started in two schools and now I'm in six schools serving about 2000 kids in Northwest Arkansas, along with our first tea here. Um, so yeah, I've just uh, created kind of a curriculum for kids that I push through with uh, PowerPoint slides and they do monthly assemblies um, at their schools. And um, Procter and Gamble has been an incredible partner. Um, these kids get my confidence kit. Um, we kick off the year at the LPGA event in a couple weeks. We do uh, field trips for all the schools that are involved in my program and they get to come out and we've partnered with the Amazium and um, the First Tee and my program. And we create like a center at the LPGA event to the left of the 17th hole. Um, it's a choose confidence courtyard for kids. And um, it's been an absolute uh, joy to watch it grow and to, to see the impact that it's had on kids' lives. I was at Academy Sports a couple weeks ago and there's a little girl. She's like, hey, you're the choose confidence lady. Uh, you know, I just wanted you to know that um, I made my soccer team because I had enough, you know, a confidence in myself to go out and try out. And I really thank you for your program. And I was like, you know, that's exactly why I do it. And um, it's a labor of love. I call it, it's my midnight job. I do it at night um, to get everything prepared and ready, but I'm really blessed to have partners like Outlier and Procter and Gamble who help me uh, make it happen. Is it kind of funny to walk somewhere and you're not, oh, you're the Arkansas golf coach and it's, oh, you're the. <laughs> I'm the choose confidence lady. That's totally fine. If uh, I'll take both titles. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been awesome to see it grow and to you know, give back to our community that is so great, you know, gracious to our, our athletics department and supportive of, of our vision and our mission. So I'm going to end on this. I've had Courtney Dyfel on the show week one, Jason Watson was last week. And I, I end the show with the same question of, okay. and I'm just really, I'm excited to hear what your answer is. Cause I know what theirs were whenever I know y'all say all pretty busy with everything that comes with being a college coach, but whenever you're away from that, and maybe either just spending time with family or spending time on your own. What is like kind of the go-to fun thing for you? Oh my gosh. Um, this is, uh, so Friday nights, if I'm at home, um, we put our little girl to bed at eight o'clock and then me and my husband sit in our chairs and we watch uh, diners, drive-ins and dives every Friday night if I'm home. So that's kind of like our fun little adult grown up date night. So that's something that we do um, outside of that. We just have a lot of joy in doing stuff with our little girl. She does the flip side ninja gym. Um, so I love an opportunity to be able to take her to that, watch her, watch her, you know, exceed and and do things that she thought she couldn't. So yeah, my Friday night date nights with my husband Adam watching diners, drive-ins, and dives is uh is kind of my go-to. So I know it's kind of an old, boring thing, but uh, we really, uh, really enjoy it. No, that's awesome. I think by the end of this, whenever I have what every coach does for fun, <laughs> I might just, I might just put it out there for the world. <laughs> it's going to be an idea. <laughs> there's a lot of diversity there. Um, yeah. 
So anyways, Shauna, thanks so much for doing this again. It's a pleasure to have you on. I really enjoyed our conversation. Hey, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And it's always a pleasure to to share um, our joy and love for Arkansas and, and what we get to do. Each week before we close the show, I highlight a game changer of the week. And last week, it was Christina Sanchez of the women's basketball team. This week, we'll be hopping over to volleyball. A reminder, this weekly title is given to someone who is doing something in their competition of play, in the community, or in the classroom that makes them a game changer. And this week's game changer of the week is senior outside hitter Taylor Head of the volleyball team. After an exhausting stretch of four games and five days against really strong competition, Head might have saved her best for last. In the Razorback sweep of Michigan, Head had 17 kills, 11 digs, and a 471 hit percentage, which that is really, really good. I know that was a sweep over Michigan, but if you watched that match, some of those sets were very tight. It really looked like players were having to empty everything from the tank, and that started with Taylor Head, who had just a monster day. So, Taylor Head, that is our Game Changer of the Week. Well, folks, this has been another episode of the Game Changers podcast. I'm Ethan Westerman. I appreciate you listening in, and I'll see you at the same time next Friday. The proceeding has been a production of the Hog Sports Network. Look for our daily podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or your favorite podcast platform. For more Razorbacks coverage, go to wholehogsports.com or follow the Hog Sports Network reporters on social media.